suppose nature gave a war and everybody came. The snakes, the birds, the lizards and frogs. And suppose that the polluters, the species on earth called man, were the enemy in that war. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. This week, we're discussing the horror, the eco-horror, if you will, classic Frogs, starring a down-on-his-luck Ray Moland and a young up-and-comer Sam Elliott. Oh my God, he was so good. At first I was like, I kept thinking it was, I'm like, that's not Sam Neill. Who is that? I don't know why I thought it was Sam Neill. But Poor then, Sam Neill. The no stash threw me off. And then I, I just wrote, sexy 70s Marlboro man. But then I realized, oh, who it is. Boy, he was good looking. He's still a good looking man. Sam Elliott. Woof. He's a tall drink of water. He's Ain't a tall no drink lie. of water. He's a good looking man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's a dude who could kind of carry off. The, he doesn't have mustache in this movie, but he carries off the big old handlebar mustache through multiple decades and looks good, frankly. Looks good. Oh looks my God. Good. I mean, it looks good with or without. A lot of times people grow facial hair. Uh, sorry for the criticism. There, but <laughs> no no offense hide. taken. <laughs> something a lot of times it's to hide something when my ex-husband yes. always had a mustache and he shaved it, i got him to shave it because it would grow long and start curling over his lip and then he would chew right. on it and i was gonna puke so he shaved it off and then i was like i am married to someone with the biggest upper lip in the history of the world hopefully he's out. not listening at the moment, and, with you, with your critique, who, who gives a? But what I'm saying is, <laughs> it was so weird seeing someone without facial hair when you've only known them with facial hair. This It'd is be true. Like I, if I showed up at Thanksgiving and I decide, oh, what the f? I'm going to shave my head and my eyebrows, and then just sit down like ain't, <laughs> ain't nothing up. <laughs> Uh, it has been said multiple times around this particular household. Uh, when I first shaved, I had a goatee at the time. And when I shaved it off, little baby Lucy burst into tears. She didn't burst know, into where's tears. Where's my daddy? Where's my daddy? And to this day, she'll make comments with like, Dad, you have to keep that facial hair. You look plain otherwise. <laughs> is what she said. And then later she said, it's a good thing you're funny, Dad. And I'm like... <laughs> Because you're Because mal- <laughs> I'm a hideous freak, evidently. <laughs> and she's ashamed. Good Lord. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a sad situation around this house. It's the radioactive um, water over in Irvine. Clearly. One dude who I have to say, I always thought looked so weird without his mustache was Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, handsome guy with the mustache. You shave it off. He, he looks like a, a again, Tom, Tom, if you're listening, no offense. I think he's, listening it takes off heaven. 20 points. Tom Selleck is alive. What are you talking about? I thought he was dead. No, he's on blue bloods. 
He's on Blue Bloods every Sunday no, night on CBS. I swear CBS. to you, I just heard that he was dead. Are you sure he wasn't dead on Blue Bloods? <laughs> like a ghost? Was a, He was performing from beyond the if, grave? If only, then I might watch Blue Bloods. Because even though I'm older than you, I'm not old enough to watch Blue Bloods. We watched the first episode and we never watched it again. We were not in the demo. So, moving no. on. No, Tom Selleck is alive. Enough. By the way, sweet Jesus. Oh, yeah. Apparently he's 77. Sorry. He's doing Sorry, fine. Tom Selleck, RIP. But I will tell you, I was never attracted to Tom Selleck. But Sam Elliott, that's a different different uh, kettle of fish. Sam Elliott should have been a bigger star. Should have. In my absolutely. mind. It, well, he went cult underground, man. I mean, he's given the sage advice to the dude uh, in the Big Lebowski. Yes, and he was in Legacy with with, the, with uh, his wife, I think, uh, Catherine. He Ross. was Catherine Ross. Uh, it was like their stars rose and fell in an entirely different order. Like she was a huge star in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was literally an extra. In Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But, By the time he his star was rising. Much. She didn't do she much did, after that. She did Butch Cassidy. She did, um, I'm doing this just off the top of my head. She did Stepford Wives. Oh. She did, um, oh crap. She did, she did at least one other good size thing. And then that was pretty much it for Catherine Ross. Um, I always think of Sam Elliott as first he was in Mask. With uh, Cher and little Rocky Dennis, uh, Eric Stoltz. Remember right. Mask? Yeah. Then he was in uh, um, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze as like his mentor. I and never he was, saw that. You got to see Roadhouse. Swayze is cool as hell. But when Sam Elliott rolls into town with his long hair and his facial, he was, he was cool. Sam Elliott was damn cool in Roadhouse. And then he was in Tombstone as the older and wiser Morgan Earp. Dynamite. Didn't Should have been a bigger that. star. So we're talking about this for 20 minutes. Why don't you give us your 30 minutes? Well, because because <laughs> the, there's a reason we're talking 25 minutes of Sam Elliott and not Toads. Uh, is because frogs. Sam Elliott. Well, they call it frogs, but it seemed to be 90% Toads. Not are, to be are you a reptologist, a amphibiologist? Not to be a, I'm a Scientologist, so. <laughs> a sci- <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Okay, give us your 30-second synopsis of frogs. Environmentalists in a canoe uh, paddling through pristine waters with the exception of the time where he picks up his camera and points it, then suddenly is a trash heap every five minutes. But... <laughs> Uh, a fake Joe Namath and Joan Van Ark uh, drinking their Budweiser's, tearing up the lake with their speedboat, don't see this giant canoe from 500 yards away and proceed to basically almost run it over. So they pull him on uh, the environmental dude onto the boat and kidnap him. The phones are dead. You can't leave. And then suddenly he's put in charge of investigating the frogs are too loud with their mating. I can't sleep. Can we just spray poison all over the swamp? What shall we do? Ah, oy vey with the frogs, you know. And then 
quite frankly, the frogs really don't do a goddamn thing except croak and make you irritable. Uh, it is like snakes may accidentally knock poison over and then it creates a foam and you die. And the moss from Michael's that you buy to put in your flower arrangement suddenly bursts out of its bag. <laughs> and You're spilling over. all the pearls right now, Aaron. I want I you mean, to know. Let me, let me just get down to it. Uh, the earth is angry. And at first it was repti just reptiles, but then randomly some birds got angry, but not too angry. Uh... Everyone leaves the end. A couple Everyone leaves? Not ever, except for the, all the living people leave. The dead people, they just leave in the swamp uh, and never go back to get them or try to contact anyone because it's Ray Milland. Bring me my cake, Bedelia. Bring yes. me my Father's Day cake. Ray Milland was really phoning this one. And he's like, I'll do it, but I'm not going to walk anywhere. Yes, he was at that stage of his career where he's just like, look, I just got to pay my electric bill, okay? I will be there, you know, uh, from 10 till 2, you know, I'll take a 35, 45, two-hour lunch break with my martinis, and I'm I'll not getting up from this goddamn wheelchair. in my trailer by 4 o'clock. Yes. I got three teenagers chasing the white dragon, and I need a paycheck. I need a paycheck. Ray was in a lot of these kind of movies in the 60s and 70s. Truly. That's the only reason why I know him. I wasn't watching, what, Lost Weekend in 1945. I don't know that, Ray Moland. This is the Ray Moland I know. We know X, the man with the X-ray eyes. That, that Absolutely. for me, is, is shining pinnacle. If thine eye offends thee, pluck it out. You love X, the man with the extra eyes. I ride and die for the, the thing with two heads. Where Ray Milan I've never is, seen that. Okay, you we're doing that on the show. All right, we're you haven't forced me to watch that yet. The thing with two heads, Ray Milan is an unrepentant racist whose head is attached to former LA Rams defensive tackle Rosie Greer's shoulder oh, and hijinks ensue. The the tagline for the thing with two heads is they thought it was a good idea at the time. It is dynamite. We're doing that. We're adding these to the list. No question. Does it, Had you ever... great, does it have great takeaway lines like pluck it out? Pluck it out. For years, my ex-boyfriend and I would walk around and randomly point to each other and go pluck it out. <laughs> I don't know if it has any lines quite to that level, but who's to say? We'll have to we'll have to check it out. Had you ever seen frogs before? I will tell you, as a small child, our parents were involved with uh, cocktail parties. I don't know if they were swingers or not, but they were always going to cocktail parties on the weekends and leaving us either to fend for ourselves with just some kibble on the floor or with a deranged babysitter. And invariably, right before they leave, one of these ads would come on. And the ad for this was a giant bullfrog with a human arm sticking out like it had been swallowed whole. And just seeing that 
would cause me to burst into hysteria and cling to our mother's leg, crying, please don't go out, as she kicked me loose across the room and marched out the house. That's, yes, that that's how we would do I I saw this movie seven or eight years ago. It was at it was at a weird time. I was doing my my YouTube show, and I would kind of put movies into my Netflix queue. And this was back when Netflix would mail you a DVD to pop in. And one of the movies was Frogs, and I knew nothing about it. I thought it was literally about giant frogs. Newsflash, spoiler alert: no giant frogs in this movie. Yeah. No giant News frogs. Flash, it's National Geographic uh, with extreme close-up music, and they really don't do anything. Right. Um, I mean, you I, figure I, the Komodo, they had like monitor lizards, Komodo dragons. No, yep. they just kind of walk by. Just walk by. They don't do a goddamn mother effort thing. No this frogs. Is- Ate a person. No I don't know why think, it's called frogs. I think they're mostly the, toads. Okay, I gotta stop you right there. How do you know the difference between a toad and a frog? Because frogs live most of their time in the water. Toads are those big lumpy things like we would have in the desert. So they're you're saying just by virtue of them being on land? No, no. That means frogs they're toads. have that smooth, wet skin. Toads are the drier, lumpy, bumpy ones. Those everything okay. that was hopping on the birthday cake were toads. Okay, fair enough. But I do think there is a climactic scene where literally they had some key grips just throw some toads at Ray Milan at the in the final moments yeah, to really kind random. of sell it. Random. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and then what? Was it going what? to eat them? It's the size of your hand. What is a frog going to swallow you whole? Your arm will literally be sticking out of its mouth, allegedly, according to this movie. If you were an eight-week fetus, perhaps. <laughs> a fetus. It would have to be a fetus. It would have to be a fetus. Um, this was one of a long line of environmental horror movies that appeared in the 70s. By the 80s, no one cared about the environment anymore. There were no more eco-horror movies in the 80s. 70s, no. we were very concerned. No. Climate change, uh, we had a couple of disaster movies about... No, we haven't even had that, have we? That's more mostly about asteroids. There, I think there have been... I think there have been climate change movies, but, like, in the 2000s. Like, yeah. in the, we're high, flying high in the 80s. Not worried about the environment in the 80s, as you can tell from money, our money, domestic money, policy. Money, Absolutely. So, but in the 70s, you had Prophecy, you had Day of the Animals, which we did Uh a few weeks ago, you had The Swarm. I mean, it was constantly about you're ruining the environment and the environment is now turning against you, basically. And what we learned from all of that is no one gives a shit. (laughs) If these movies were meant to turn the tide, mission failed. Not accomplished. Very sad. Now, let's jump right into the highlights, shall we? What do you got? Oh, well, one, there's Sam Neill. I mean, not Sam Neill, <laughs> Sam Elliott. I wrote this down. Literally, the highlight is at one point they go into the greenhouse, and this is how the animals uh, kill. 
So he's in the greenhouse and you see a swarm of like anoles, geckos, some kind of weird monitor. <laughs> salamander. A salamander racing through the crack of the door. Okay, I'm yes. waiting for the attack. No, 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 there's no attack. What happens is uh, there's a bunch of jars of homemade poison with like uh, masking tape on, on like a... One of those jars yes. you mix photochemicals in where someone just wrote poison. And the monitor lizards are walking on a shelf and just happen to nudge them off. So they're using their super brain. They read the label knowing it said poison and were sure to knock them down knowing that they would mix and create a gas. That's correct. S smart well, lizards. Look, you had you had a dude who looked like one of the backup singers for Paul Revere and the Raiders rolling through the crazy greenhouse. And they have jars of what appear to be just chlorine gas because that is necessary for, you know, good horticulture. I think Absolutely. this is what we what we realize. Chlor chlorine and, and ammonia. That's that uh, plants love that. They love it. Now, the good thing about it is the door to the greenhouse, not locked. Not obstructed not in any way. No. Nope. Not even closed. There wasn't like a, a crocodile waiting outside so he couldn't leave. He was just instantly overcome by the, the deadly chlorine gas and just slumps over. And then when his body's discovered by Sam Elliott, it's again some some gaffers threw some geckos on his body. Like just here's like, here's one standing on his forehead. Evidently, lizards not affected by poison gas. That's good to know as well. I found that quite interesting. Yeah, it's only human poison. Doesn't bother the creatures at all. At all. At all. No question. I want to go back to what I wrote down as drunken boating accident. Because it oh, is yeah. true. With Joe it is, Yes. You have Sam Elliott is a freelance nature photographer on his canoe. Paddling around. And clearly this is just trash swamp. It is like the most remote area of the swamp. And just, it's it's basically a landfill. Mountains and mountains of trash. And but only when he picks up the camera. When you see him canoeing, it looks pristine. He picks up his camera and they turn and suddenly, you know, there's there's doll babies. It looks like that crazy island in Mexico with all the, the dolls hanging from the trees. That is correct. So he's seeing that. And in a scene that is it is wildly reminiscent of Sleepaway Camp. Have you seen Sleepaway Camp? No. For God's sake. Okay. Add it to the list. Add it to the list, for God's sakes. In Sleepaway Camp, there is a ridiculous beheading that occurs by virtue of a runaway uh, boat with teenagers who are water skiing. So it's that kind of thing where people have more than enough time to turn the wheel or pull back on the throttle or hit the brake, do something and choose not to there. So poor Sam Elliott is literally run over by, by Willie Joe, Joe Willie Namath. Uh, and Joan Van Ark, who was later on what? Knott's Landing, 10 Something years like later? That. Something like that. So, <laughs> she, other than Sam Elliott, she is the biggest star of the movie. Clearly. For sure. Many Love Boat episodes, for sure. Oh, no question. No question. But you're right. That's the inciting incident to basically strand Sam Elliott on the Death Island in the middle of the swamp. Even though 
he's got a canoe that works. There's no holes in the canoe. It didn't run aground like the SS Minnow. Nothing wrong with the canoe. Yeah. He dropped his camera and his camping gear. The canoe, I'm sure, popped right back up. But he's chilling because it's like the salesman with the farmer's daughter. It is uh, cool with Joan Van Ark. And then you have like Diane Carroll going full African regalia. Yes. Uh, th- this is the, uh, it's really the island of, hey, you almost look like somebody. Yes. There's a lot of that going on on this island. And frankly, that's how you feel about Sam Elliott for a minute. You're like, he, he kind of looks like somebody. Because seeing Sam Elliott with no mustache, it's a jarring experience. It's jarring. And completely. I was like, this guy's really attractive. He looks vaguely familiar. Who is it? Who? I had to Google it. I yes. was like, oh, shit. That's right. He's in this. <laughs> and he, he is a strapping hunk of man. You know, he falls in the water. And next scene, he's taken off his shirt. He's got that Sean Connery, Bart Walton Ashton, Bear Tree going on. It's the 70s. We need to bring that back. That was super (laughs) sexy. Super sexy. Dynamite. Dynamite. And you're right. It's basically Joan Van Ark, who was very cute in this movie. I have to say. She was cute. She was wearing all kinds of little stylish outfits, her hair and scars. I mean, she's a 70s icon. Oh, no question. And it wasn't Diane Carroll, by the way. I just made that up. up. Uh, (laughs) No victim own in this movie. No victim own. Um, So, Joan Van Ark's death. She gets, uh, she tried to get onto the boat, but her uh, mud boots get stuck in the swamp and she's eaten by a snapping turtle. (laughs) That was not Joan Van Ark, by the way. That was the other white woman. That was the the other white woman. That was was (laughs) Joe Willie's wife. Who oh, okay. uh, was killed by the, the snapping turtle? Oh, the the, the mean wife because she's so mean because she didn't like it that he was spending all his time with Diane Carroll. But you're, we can't we can't gloss over this. She goes into the water because she's what she's looking for her son. Is that what's happening? I'm trying to remember what's what's going on. And oh, you the see boat! It, no, her husband's boat is stalled in the middle of the lake, so she's gonna I guess swim out there. But as soon as she steps off the the edge. Uh, she's stuck in the mud. And then all you see is a snapping turtle coming after. Okay. Snapping turtles, their bite, it's going to hurt. No question. It's going to hurt. Is it a fatality? Probably not. Probably not. You want to hear my snapping turtle story? Oh, lay it on me. All right. I was in uh, Florence, Italy, like when I was in college. And my friends and I were just sitting on the wall, looking at the river, smoking cigarettes, just chilling like villains. And we see like these rats or nutria. I couldn't figure out. You know what nutria looks like? I do. So one of them, this is why I think it's a nutria, starts swimming across the, the river. It gets about a quarter of the way and something comes from below and grabs it and pulls it under and never seen again. We're like, holy shit. <laughs> so I asked somebody about it and they're like, oh, it's probably the snapping turtles. Cause I assumed it was just the monster that lived in the Arno. <laughs> I wouldn't rule that out by the way. Cause that's, that is the most harrowing story I've ever heard. 
We were just, it was like one of those kids were just like looking at the rats or the nutrias or whatever the hell it was. And we're just following the gaze and we're like, what the hell? Yeah. Snap. I have to say, it's when animal, and that's basically what this movie should be called. When animals attack. Because like you said, she's killed by the damn snapping turtle. And I want somebody to Google this. I'm not going to do it though. How many snapping turtle related deaths are there in the greater United States area? I explain thousands, to me. So millions. Did it, did it just nip off her foot until she fell down, and then like what? Nibbled her, slowly, nibbled her head off. How that, how did the snapping? I mean, mind you, I've heard tales of snapping turtles take off your finger like a parrot, but will they c- cut through a femur? <laughs> I my understanding is they go right for the carotid. They feel like they're like they crawl up you like a monkey and they just go right for the throat. It all comes yeah. back to the now goddamn I pay chimpanzees. For that. Where's where's turtles? Turtles? No question. <laughs> I have to tell you a story. This has got me back in in my chimpanzee thing. I, we did Nope a few year, uh, weeks back, which is basically about a killer chimps on the loose. Shockingly enough, um, I was watching those new Planet of the Eight movies. Um, and they're pretty good, but I fell asleep and had a night terror that there were chimps coming to get me. So this oh. is what you've done to me. This is oh what you've done God. to me, Aaron. Oh my God. Very upsetting. So what did Becky do when you woke her up and said, you will not eat my lips? <laughs> she usually just takes a bucket of cold water and just douses me like I'm in a drunk tank or something. <laughs> Otis. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it in this house it's true um oh god so okay. maybe not maybe not planet of the apes as you're drifted away I maybe not seinfeld. i put on no the question. seinfeld or a gaffigan while i drift please, away please do basically what's happening is the grandfather uh the patriarch of the family ray Milland. every year the whole family descends upon uh his house for 4th of July, but it's also his birthday. And then a few other randos have their birthday uh, that same week or weekend or month or whatever it is. And he is, because he's rich, everyone has to kiss his ass. Even though when people are dropping dead, when they're finding, you know, Aunt Fanny's corpse in the quicksand, they have to party must go on. Makes no sense. (laughs) It's like, look, I appreciate a party as much as the next person. But the moment bodies start dropping, party's over. I mean, we can't send, there's like four or five uh, people working there. We can't send them to get a sheriff? No, he gets pissed off, right? He, uh, the, the, the wait staff, like the, the two servants who live with them and Diane Carroll are all like deuces. We're out. You guys are being killed by the swamp creatures. We're out. Yeah. And he's like, you're all fired. Get out of here. <laughs> Joe Willie, take him in the pontoon boat or whatever, the speedboat, out to... I thought they were going to, like, a metropolis. It literally dumps him off at, like, the first pier he crosses, right? Willie's bait and tackle. Uh, still in the middle of the swamp. I don't know what the still plan the was at that point. Swamp. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's not sympathetic. And even Sam Elliott, who is like, we need to get... I'm doing my Sam Elliott voice. We need to get out of here. That is the worst Sam Elliott ever. He says, uh, we have to leave. But then he doesn't leave. He stays. 
And we, it's like, makes no sense. Nothing him. Nothing is keeping yes. him there except Joan Van Ark. And she's very cute. I, I want to reiterate. So maybe that sweet ambrosia was all he needed to, he to bear. Waiting. He's wait, waiting for a taste of the ambrosia. Food of the gods. For sure. Um, there was just weird stuff. It's like mostly snakes are hanging from trees. Well, yes. you live in the swamp. I, I assume you would expect that. There was a big freaky moment uh, where it's like a, a big dinner inside the house and there's a snake in the chandelier and people are freaking out as if there was a werewolf licking its lips on the table. I that, mean, that is true. when you live in snake land, I assume they get in the house. I mean, Ricky Ticky Tabby is all about the freaking snake, the cobra coming in to bite the baby. Absolutely. You need a good mongoose. And then you need a mongoose. I mean, for God's sakes, but that's most of this stuff is there's a snake in a tree, there's a centipede on the ground, and frogs are croaking. Because what, what I guess has caused all the swamp creatures to turn against, it's not just the pollution, but it's like you mentioned earlier. Ray Milland is quick with get the poison from the greenhouse, I guess, and spray it around you know spray the toads spray the the hawks that are flying nearby spray any living creature you find essentially. it was a heavy-handed example as if you spray the toads that everything that eats the toads gets poisoned everything that eats the things that eats the toad gets poisoned absolutely Th that was five minutes and then the dude who was spraying was dead we don't know why and we also don't know why if Sam uh, Sam Elliott has the Jeep, he doesn't put the body in. I, I assumed when he was driving back, the body would be in the car, not left in the middle of nowhere where he's going to remember where the hell that was to go retrieve the body later. Right. Did when, you think when, that was strange? I, I love that whole it? scene. I have to be honest. That was Grover. I wrote down Grover is some kind of handyman or manservant or something that works for Ray Milland. And he sent him out with one of those comical old fashioned spray plungers that you'd see in cartoons back in the day. It. Yes. And when Sam Elliott comes across him, he's like face down with some snakes curled around him. And I have to say, I love that scene because he's clearly still breathing. His eyes oh, yeah. are still moving and looking around. It's like, bro, come on. He what is leans, happening? Sam, Sam Elliott leans over and you literally see the guy take a deep breath. <laughs> His whole body moves up and down. Right. Just melts. He was, he was still with... I mean, we're assuming... Ah, he uh, he's good. He's good. He'll walk home. I'm just going to take his car because he's not going to need it. He likes to walk. But you're right. There are multiple scenes of... <laughs> trusted family member or trusted manservant abandoned in the swamp for no reason. Their corpse left left for the crows, but the crows are all dead. So who's the crows to say? are all dead. Uh, Very sad. One of the best death scenes is clearly, like I said, Michael's moss from the bag, where literally someone is off screen just throwing handfuls of moss at like it's rolling him up in the, in the cocoon. This only happens once. One person is encased with moss. And the Spanish what? moss from the trees comes down like a, like a bargain basement scene from Evil Dead and wraps him up. I mean, it's literally like Bela Lugosi 
thrashing around in Ed Wood. It's that um, quality of I'm being attacked by, again, not <laughs> this isn't like it's Moss. It is Moss. You could stand up and drag. If you're entangled with it, you could still get up and run for your life. Not this guy, though. He just does a bunch of barrel rolls, uh, basically guaranteeing he will be entangled in the in the Moss. Very yeah, sad. You got to hold on to it because it's coming apart. Yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. I mean, there was probably only one person who was killed in a reasonable way. Someone gets eaten by an alligator. Now, now, why he gets eaten is ridiculous. Because if you see an alligator walking towards you, your choice is not, I'm just going to wade out into the water because alligators can't swim. That was, you're right. Uncle Leroy, or whatever his name was, was walking the grounds. Again, this is a swamp, okay? There's no sightseeing you're doing on the swamp. This ain't the French Riviera, okay? <laughs> so the idea of like, it's twilight. Why don't I go for a little nature walk in the middle of the swamp? Bad move. You're right. He sees he sees the alligator and promptly goes and jumps in his mouth. It's not a good plan. Whatever his plan was, not good. I just want to throw out there that I'm pretty sure this is Florida because one, Florida be crazy. And two, every other day on the news, it's an old woman getting eaten by an alligator because she's trying to rescue her teacup, whatever, out of the mouth of an alligator. I had a long discussion with somebody about this. A pet owner. I'm not going to say who it was. And I, you know, for the record, I Would also have a relative pets. that lives in Florida. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to even give that much information, but I've said many times, if, a, you know, the crocodile, alligator, great white shark, whatever, a big, a big hunk of teeth grabs my precious dog. It's fare thee well dog. I'm not jumping in the water to wrestle the man-eating creature, uh, <laughs> pull the dog from the jaws of death. I'm not doing it. No. I'm not doing it. Best I'll do no. is I'll say, sorry, little dog, my bad for not watching you, but you're in God's hands now. Or the <laughs> I guess I should have had you on a leash. <laughs> right. Whoops. <laughs> exactly. Oops. My bad. Now, that's my what you're bad. getting from me. I and I would and extend pe- that to small children. My bad. <laughs> I'm not extending it to <laughs> my bad. Well, and it was, and they were, they were appalled. What? No, I would jump right in. And I said, is that the story you want told about your life when you're dead? Mm-hmm. She or he jumped into, <laughs> jumped into the mouth of a man-eating creature. And those are her last words are not my Fifi. Not really? That's you think that's a good story to tell? <laughs> right. Just tell them. Anyway. If you do that, we're not paying for the reconstruction for your funeral, and it will be open casket. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going that far, but I, I, I do tell people the, if they say. It will be on the cover of the World Weekly News, though. If somebody asks me, can I pet sit, I tell them. If for some bizarre reason a crocodile encounters us, I am not risking anything to save your dog or cat 
or Bunny Rabbit from the Crocodile. Sorry, not, not, not in my job description. Traffic, not wrestling a pit bull. Nope. Uh, not going after an angry no. teenager. No, absolutely not. I will go deranged crackhead on the loose. Every elementary I'm school has like just loose pets running around. We'll pick up a couple of those for you. Replacement. Not you can look. I love my pets. I do. Still not wrestling crocodiles for them. Sorry. Hundred percent. Do you have any other uh, thoughts and feelings you want to share? Well, we didn't even discuss Baby Jane walking around with a butterfly net in the swamp, unsupervised. <laughs> yes. Crazy Aunt Fanny, not her name, I don't remember her name, uh, Baby Jane. runs off. Uh, Baby I'm sure, Jane, amateur I'm sure it was Betty Davis. I'm sure it was Baby it, it, Betty Davis. Would wouldn't shock me at all. She runs off into the swamp, as people do in this movie far too often, to chase down a butterfly, a swallowtail, I don't know, some kind of a, a bug. Let's let's call it what it is. And there are multiple scenes of her slipping around in quicksand, getting bloody leeches all over oh. her body while she thrashes around. Lovely. Yeah. Good times. I got to think minutes. about leeches only from TV. I've never actually seen a leech. And unless they're using it to reattach my arm that the gator bit off, I don't want no leeches on me. So you're saying like, if this is I, back in, in the not, olden days. I'm not going to the, the, the South. How about that? I'm just going to draw a line. I'm just going to cut it out of my map of the United States. Look, you can go to the South you can go to Florida. You don't need to swim through stagnant <laughs> crocodile leech infested waters. So are you, you stay out of the when swamp. You were recently in Florida. Leech free experience. <laughs> Let me just say, <laughs> if not entirely leech free, at least mostly leech free. OK, and I did not have to battle any crocodiles while I was there. So good to know. Maybe to maybe know. next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, add it to my bucket list. Let's just say that. Uh, anything have, else? I only have two little things. I, I love at the end when uh, Elliot is off with uh, his new family of, of Joan Van Ark and her nephews. He just casually hands a seven-year-old and put, puts him in charge of the shotgun because he's paddling. Right. Who's pulling over for those hitchhikers? There's these scraggly swamp people coming out with a shotgun. And the woman pulls over with her preteen child riding shotgun. Sure. Hop on in. It's all good. It's Florida. It's it is Florida. (laughs) And the only other thing I have at the very end, at the end of the credits, you have this animated frog going by that has a, a human arm sticking out of its mouth. I'm like, you sons of bitches. Those bastards. Well, and that's what's funny about this movie. It's it's like the birds, where it's like they escape the island of, of misfit swamp creatures and arrive on land, and I guess everyone on Earth has been killed by man-eating toads. Because... And, and Spanish they, moss. 
and Spanish moss because they don't seem to be supernatural until the end when they're literally throwing them through a window. Most of the time when they take a shot of the of the toads, they seem to be trying to go in the opposite direction of where they <laughs> right. want. At one That's point, correct. they're at the bait shop and literally there's fishing line tied to one of the frog's legs. You see a little bow and a line going off just to keep them in place for the shot. There That's is classy. no there classy. is no disclaimer that says no toads were harmed during the making of this film. They did there not have no, that. They did not have the Humane Society seal of approval. Very upsetting. We didn't even talk about the scene. Well, we, we mentioned it briefly. That they're about to have dinner and they see a snake hanging from the chandelier. I just mentioned and, that. And that's my Ricky Tommy. And then a dude was like, I'll take care of this, and gets his 357 and starts shooting at the snake to kill and it that, during dinner. It, it was like a boa constrictor, like the kind you would buy at the pet zoo. So it was a gopher like, snake. It was a gopher snake. It wasn't going to eat the family. It was not. It was not going to eat. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you're in no danger. You probably could have just hit it with a stick if you were so inclined. You didn't have to go full dirty Harry, but that's neither here nor there. I will Shall say we go one, behind the scenes? I got one more thing Please. to say. An another story. Go for it. I was at our cousin Mike's house one time when he still lived in this town. He had just moved into this, this new house. And we were there mm -hmm. for some reason. And as I'm exiting, we open the front door and the whole front yard is a sea of toads. Tiny toads. No more than maybe two inches you literally could not, it was like all the eggs hatched and it was night and the lights were out. So they were coming for the bugs. I literally had to shuffle my feet to get to my car to avoid just crunching. It was, well, it was like we know of Egypt. And I've never seen we it. We know since. Mike is a, go ahead. No, I've never seen it since. We know Mike is a proud gun owner, so I'm assuming he went in, got a <laughs> pair of pistols, and just started shooting at the lawn, correct? Because that's just what you do in Florida. Just remember, he it's not the NRA. It's friends of the NRA. <laughs> What's the difference? Exactly. That's what I can ask. I never could quite get a, a, a clear uh, answer to that. But yeah, I mean, I, it, this stuff happens. It comes in cycles. These were small. So it must have been some kind the weather was right and there was an explosion. I mean, frogs were one of the plagues of Egypt. So there, there are times when there is an explosion that doesn't mean that they've taught themselves how to read and advance chemistry and will now just spill things on us until we're all dead. That, or I can't Toads cannot open doors, okay? <laughs> that would have been funny. I want to see a little tiny toad hand coming under the door. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I kept thinking, Is that too much to ask? I'm like, how many bugs are in this this world? What terrible place is this Florida? That literally there's that many frogs that are that fat. So you must be able to cut the air with like a knife and just cut out, carve yourself a chunk of mosquito. <laughs> yes, clearly, clearly. Shall we go behind the scenes? Yeah.
uh, well, one of the behind the scenes is this is Florida. <laughs> Based on true events in Florida. <laughs> um, this is an average Thursday many, in Florida. <laughs> you better believe it. Many of the 500 Florida frogs and 100 South American cane toads purchased for use in the film. Oh, no, cane toads? Cane toads yes. are the one you can lick that are hallucinogenic. So that's why they disappeared during production, evidently. Uh, um, due, due to the film's low budget, no live birds were used for the bird attack scene. Footage of flying birds was superimposed over footage of the running cast. Nice. So there you go. I didn't actually. And I you never find out what happened to them. You never find out what happens to them. They like kind of run behind a shack and then you just see like their clothes on the floor. So they got naked. I don't know what, what, what happened at that point. Very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> Ray Milland wore a toupee throughout filming and he sweated so much that it often fell off his head. <laughs> that would have been good funny. times. Uh, the Florida Holiday Inn used by the crew would not allow the venomous snakes, spiders or scorpions used in the film to be brought into the hotel. So oh, that is surprising. I just assumed Seeds. they were already there. They just swept them off the floor. And that's how they got them. That's how they do it. Scenes of Sam Elliott shirtless in this film helped him land the starring role in the film Lifeguard from 1976. You know it, don't you? I did see that. Don't get me wrong. I think I saw that back in the day. Whoop, whoop. In a review for Andy Warhol's interview... Writer Fran Lebowitz called this film the best bad movie I've ever seen in my life. I, I gotta tell you, I love Fran Lebowitz. She is high hysterical hijinks, and she must have been high to say that. <laughs> Good times. I think anything else. Stephen King mentioned this film as the reason he decided on a topiary instead of a hedge maze for the book The Shining. Because why? Go. Is there because a the, the, or the a topiary are like frogs and things, and I don't know. He was high at the time as well. He was. Makes he was. No he sense. and Fred Lebowitz were on the cocaine. Fred Lebowitz has a very amusing uh, show on uh, Netflix. There's like a little interview thing. She's very funny. This is the film debut of Joan Van Ark. Really? Yep. Cute as a bug. She's great. She's great. Um. Let's see. Iris, the the crazy ant, was supposed to be lured into a quicksand pit by butterflies and drown in it. The scene was shot, but it was considered too silly for the final print of the film, and it was cut. Too silly. Then it was, then it was reshot to man killed by being bit by a rattlesnake instead. So there you Ridiculous. go. They thought that was more interesting. Um, Ray Moland reportedly hated the production so much that he left three days early. So much of his death scene had to be shot with a body double. <laughs> They're literally just throwing, throwing toe on a body Even double. for Ray Milan. He's like, my kids can have discount dragon. They don't need the good stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. I think I have a few, a few quaaludes left in my medicine cabinet. They could fight over that for goodness sake. <laughs> Let's talk about the cast, shall we? Shall We've been talking we? about the entire time. Shall we indeed? This movie starred many fine actors, <laughs> including did it, did it indeed 
Ray Moland played Jason Crockett. You know him from The Lost Weekend, Dial M for Murder, Love Story, The Uninvited. Of course, X, the man with the X-ray eyes and the thing with two heads, Dynamite. <laughs> Sam Elliott played Pickett Smith, the freelance environmental photographer. You know him from A Star is Born, Roadhouse, The Hero, uh, The Big Lebowski, yep. Mask, mm-hmm. goes on and on and on. Stone. Uh, Joan Van Ark played Karen Crockett. You know her from Knott's Landing. She played Valene Ewing from 1979 to 1993. I was just going to ask. I couldn't remember if that was a spinoff from Dallas until you said her name is Ewing. Oh, yeah. Well, you had had Dallas and Knott's Landing was the spinoff. You had Dynasty. Do you know what the spinoff of Dynasty was? Falcon Crest. No, Falcon Crest was an unrelated show. Okay, I don't know. What it was is called it? The Colbys. The Colbys. Okay. So Didn't there you go. That. You remember, don't you? No, we don't. <laughs> no. She was in She was in uh The Last Dinosaur in 1977. She was in Pretty the Series, which was actually in 2010. She was uh she played Princess Libido in the movie Quark. In 1978, so there you go. Princess Lovito. Is that like yes. a, a remake of Barbarella? Angels Could don't be. make love. Do you want to know Angels about Angels? Are love? <laughs> oh, good times. Do you want to know about any of the other cast members? Because it's a lot of randos, is what it looks no, like. No, I do not. Okay. Good times. I just want um, to say that the, the kids, the kids did look like they were dressed from the Partridge family. Oh, absolutely, no question. The rating for frogs currently is twenty nine percent rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score, even worse, twenty five. So good times. Let's take a look at the top critics, shall we? And I'm going to take my time doing that. No tr- top critics reviewed it, so that's good. Well, Fran Lebowitz. Let's take a look at... I don't know if she's a movie. Fran- <laughs> she, gave, she gave it five out of five stars. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Okay. I don't need you to keep pushing stuff on me. Uh, movie reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Any, I'm just looking to see if there's anybody I even recognize. And the answer oh, is no. Uh, the QAnon Monthly gave it uh, two out of five. Yeah, I'm not. These are these are randos. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. No bit. No big stars. No uh, Roger Ebert, and definitely no Rex Reed. I feel like Rex Reed's avoiding us on purpose. Which is son of a bitch. So what is your rating of frogs? I am going to give it two out of five snapping turtles leaping forward and cutting my head off in one fail snap. Uh, I liked it more than that. I like. I oh, think it, it really, it does have, there's a lot of fun in this. The What's deaths better, are all this? hilariously absurd. 
What's better, this or Bugsy Malone? This is better than Bugsy Malone. Ah! I would watch Frogs before I'd watch Bugsy Malone. No question. <laughs> another movie. We're, we're watching Bugsy Malone on another show. Uh, but on the Cult Worthy podcast, you can check that out. That, that episode will be coming out at some point. Um, Frogs Frogs is basically Lawrence of Arabia compared to Bugsy Malone. I'm going to give it <laughs> three... <laughs> Three out of five uh, poor defenseless toads being thrown by key grips at Ray Milan's body double. <laughs> so good times. I think it's fun. It, it's it's fun-ish. It's not great. We've definitely watched better than this, but the deaths, the deaths are all hilarious and absurd. So check that out, if for only that reason. Check it good out. Time. Don't pay to watch it. Don't pay to watch it. I will I say that. Oh Lord. It's on Pluto. That's where I saw it. Yeah, with with ads, the way with God ads. intended it. And and so, I know about the, you. Was it the exact yes. same ad for Indian gaming every seven minutes? I did plan on attending the Indian gaming place, based upon those ads. No, right? Oh no, it's it's for opposition to allow oh. online betting. <laughs> So every seven minutes, I had to watch the same ad. It's 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 money tri tribes with casinos here in California. People, we uh, the tribes have casinos. So tribes with casinos are against online betting. Tribes without casinos are for it because the people on the East Coast promise to give them a little taste. So we have tribes oh. against tribes. So every five minutes. There's a, an Indian gaming for or against online betting. Well, it's supposed to like help the homeless or something, right? That's the advantage. I don't know. But, Who's you know, I'm not sure. I, I think gambling makes probably more homeless people than it helps. <laughs> <laughs> you, you may be right. Anywho... Thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at TPodcastTWDie. Go to our page on Facebook at The Podcast That Wouldn't Die. Aaron, are we on Instagram? Indeedly do. We are The Podcast That Wouldn't Die on the Insta. You can also email us uh, at The Podcast That Wouldn't Die at Gmail. That's actually why we got the idea to do frogs. Somebody, a nice listener, emailed us and said have you done frogs yet and i'm said we're doing it right right gd now good right time GD so now. you're to blame hold the fort uh, there you go we are on uh apple podcast spotify anywhere the finer podcasts are available so don't forget to like share rate and review if you will please treat, treat yourself Treat yourself. Aaron, give us your litany of online <laughs> accounts, please. Personal. All right, Good people. I am on the Instagram. Uh, my photography is on the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. My wacky pigeon pictures, me dressed as a pigeon, is don't feed the pigeon. I have works for sale on uh, Artsy. Aaron Doherty, artsy. That's my artist name and my real name. Uh, first dibs, Aaron Doherty. Buy a Polaroid. Please do, for goodness sake. So next week, 
Um, I think we're going to do Child's Play. The first of the Chucky movies. You know, that was back when they had serial killers with personality. That's what we were going for. I so where can you watch it. Child's Play, you ask? You tell Aaron me. Aaron has I've never, never seen, seen it. It looked so stupid. I, I saw the first one. I saw the first one, and I, I saw it when it was in theaters, I believe, or at least a few years after that. And then I waited 30 years, and I think I watched it again a year or two ago. Um, but I have not seen any of the other ones. Any of them. So I, they, they may be lousy. Still holding strong. You can watch it for free on Prime Video. Ooh la la. It's also on Roku, Hoopla, and Pluto TV if you'd prefer to watch with ads. Some people prefer to do it that way. So, I prefer a hundred thousand ads on online betting. So check that out for goodness sake. So thank you very much and be well. Be well, babies. Be well.